Hello and welcome back to Who's He TV. And this time we're looking at The Mandalorian Chapter 18, The Minds of Mandalore. Picking up directly from last week, Din and Grogu get straight down to business by beginning their quest to find the living waters of Mandalore in order for Din to redeem himself in the eyes of the children of the Watch. But before that trip to Mandalore, the pair of them stop by an old friend, Pelimoto, in the hope she can source them a logic circuit for IG-11. But even after consulting with a group of Jawas, Tatooine's diminutive scavengers, well, she draws a blank. I'm looking for a replacement IG memory circuit. Oh, hey, Grandpa. They haven't made those for a while. Memory circuit. Sorry, pal. No chance, cubes. They can't find the part? Nope. However, Pelly trades Mando an astromech droid, but this is no ordinary droid. This is R5-D4, the droid that blew its circuits after Owen Lars bought him from the Jar Wars in A New Hope. But... Of course, we also last saw this particular droid in the last series of The Mandalorian. So after converting Din's Starfighter to accommodate R5-D4, they head off to Mandalore and this is where things get interesting. Mandalore, though destroyed after the Empire's purge, is not the poisonous wasteland that the remaining Mandalorians believed it to be. But after fighting off some more look-like creatures, Din and Grogu make their way into a cavern and head towards the mines. But en route, Din is captured by a cyborg creature who begins to drain off his blood. But most importantly, the cyborg tosses aside the Darksaber. However, before he loses consciousness, Din tells Grogu to get to Bo-Katan, which he and R5 will duly do. After rescuing Din, using the dark saber to slice up the cyborg, she decides to lead Din to the living waters in the mine. After arriving and stepping into the waters, Din is dragged under with Bo-Katan diving in to save him. And after finding him at the bottom, Bo jetpacks back to the surface, but on the way, they encounter a long-believed-to-be-extinct mythosaur, a creature that the Mandalorian Creed and Society was built on. So with the episode ending on this particular cliffhanger, what does this mean for our heroes? Well, as much as I enjoyed it, I'm not sure where this leaves the characters. Din has certainly redeemed himself as he most definitely bathed in the living waters, but just how does he prove that to the armourer? Also, is Bo-Katan to be trusted? Well, she came to Din's rescue twice in this episode and had a, a change of heart to take him to the mines. She kept reiterating throughout that her family once ruled Mandalore and was asking Grogu whether he was a powerful user of the Force. This was once a beautiful civilization. My family ruled it all. Now it's a tomb. I knew quite a few Jedi, you know. I don't know what they taught you about us, but there was a time we actually got along quite well. Fought, side by side. How good are you with the Force? You must be quite good at it if you got back to me all alone. So I'm not totally convinced she's altogether to be trusted, but maybe this is deliberate at this stage of the season. I also found Din's quest to find the living waters uh, to be achieved rather quickly and conveniently. A big deal was made of reconstructing IG-11 in Chapter 17, but that appears to have been forgotten with the appearance of R5. 
Now, nice as it was to see R5 again, it just seemed to be dropped into the episode purely as a means to get Grogu back to Bo-Katan. In other words, it was just a plot convenience and IG-11 now seems to be completely forgotten. But the one thing that really niggled me this episode was the Darksaber. With the tension between Din and Bo-Katan after he won the Darksaber at the end of the last season, it seemed that the pair of them were heading towards conflict as Bo-Katan wants the Darksaber to lead Mandalore once more. But after Din lost it to the Cyborg this season, it came into Bo's possession after she defeated the Cyborg. So shouldn't the Darksaber be hers now, especially she wields it much more effectively than Din, who still can't, well, lift it off the ground? Well, it appears not, as Din was seen clipping it back to his belt after his first rescue of the episode. Now, maybe I'm pl playing too fast and loose with the Mandalorian mythos, but it did seem to me that this was overlooked purely to keep that plot point and character tension going. And the appearance of a mythos saw at the end of the episode is also a game changer, as this can also be used by someone who lay claim to Mandalore. But is the mythos saw and the Darksaber a route for both of them to restore Mandalore and reunite their people? There does seem to be a respect between Bo and Din, especially after her history lesson to Din about her family and how her father sacrificed himself for Mandalore. The living waters are in the chambers below. Have you been there? Yes, when I was a child. Really? I was part of the royal family. I took the creed and was showered with gifts. But the rituals were all just theater for our subjects. They loved watching the princess recite the Mandalorian tenants as her father looked on proudly. Such a heartwarming spectacle. Maybe he was proud. I know he was. I didn't embarrass him in front of everyone. Your father sounds like an interesting man. I would have liked to have known him. He was a great man. He died defending Mandalore. But despite this little niggle and a, a droid-sized plot convenience, I found there was a lot to enjoy. The scenes of the ravaged surface of Mandalore looked fantastic, and the design of the cyborg was very creepy, and the single humanoid eye peering out made it look like a one-eyed General Grievous. Also, watching Bo-Katan taking down the cyborg was also well done, which shows the contrast between hers and Din's fighting styles. Bo is elegant and swift, while Din, well, basically makes a meal of it, if I'm honest. And this week we get to see that Grogu can more than hold his own and that Din has been a good teacher. But it was a bit clunky with Din pointing at where Bo-Katan lives and then Grogu having to go back to that exact planet later on. A another convenience. We're then getting back to the surface of Mandalore to fetch help and helping Bo find his dad. Yes, Bo called Din Grogu's dad. He's branching out by himself, which is good to see from a character development point of view. And it also appears that he's speaking his first words. Oh, cute. Well, where's my guy? Huh? There he is! Woohoo! Who taught you how to leap like a lerman, huh? Was that his first word? I think he's talking to me. Did you hear that? He said Pelly. So while finding the minds of Mandalore was over very quickly, it has set up a potential twist with the appearance of a mythosaur. And we do know a certain famous Mandalorian who likes to ride animals. But I'm hoping they aren't going to rush things as a lot was covered in this episode and a couple of plot contrivances are highlighted made well, Mando's redemption seem less important than it was made out to be. Mm -hmm.